So I'm going to uh, uh, focus now on the text. So if you have your Bible, let's look to Psalm 57. Father God, as we read your word, I pray that you'd speak to us through your word. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and his faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. It's such a great psalm. It's written by David, and we need to understand the context here. Uh, The context of this psalm, David was fleeing from Saul. You may know the story. King Saul was very jealous of David, Uh, He knew that David was probably going to replace him as king. So Saul thought that he would kill David, even though David had been nothing but a loyal and faithful servant. So David is on the run from Saul, and he flees, and he's hiding out in a cave. And it's in that cave that he writes this psalm, uh, this psalm to the Lord. So you can imagine, I mean, everything around him, his whole life, everything he based his life on is really in tatters at this point in time. I mean, effectively, if you look at it in our modern context, he'd lost his job working for Saul. Uh, He was considered a fugitive. He lost his home. Uh, He was separated from his family. Uh, He had no visible means of support. Uh, he was on the run from people who were trying to find him and kill him. And so he is in a very, very intense situation. It really sounds like a lot of what we're going through today. Um, And, you know, and frankly, for some of us, it's been, this lockdown has been kind of like hiding out in a cave. I mean, sometimes I've felt that way. You know, I'm just hiding in a cave while all the, the viruses and the infected people and, and, and all the calamities and things like that go on around us. Uh, and that's the context that David was in here. And, and so that this psalm really speaks to us about how we remain steadfast. Because at this point in time, I mean, David knew that God had anointed him. The prophet Samuel had actually anointed David to be king. He knew his destiny, 
Uh, he knew he was honest. He knew that uh, he had not done anything wrong, that he had not wronged Saul or anything like that. He knew what life was supposed to be like for him. I mean, this guy, uh, he had had military victories. Uh, he was handsome. Uh, he, uh, uh, he was a, a great musician. Uh, so he, he kind of had everything here. And yet here now, he, he's on the run. He's hiding out in a cave. And everything is in tumult around him. His whole life is in turmoil. And yet, even in the midst of this turmoil, he is remaining steadfast. Even in the midst of the turmoil, he remains steadfast. What is his secret? What is his secret? Well, I think his secret can be found here In verse, uh, excuse me, verse 2, I looked at verse 3 and I'm like, wait, it's not there. But it was verse 2. In verse 2, look at this. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. God who fulfills his purpose for me. The reason why David could remain steadfast is because he knew that God would fulfill his purpose for him. You know, we all have a purpose. We don't always know what our purpose is, but we all have a purpose. God created you for a purpose. He created you knowing the contribution that your life would make to his kingdom and to the tapestry of humanity. Now, you may not know your purpose, or more likely, you might assume that your purpose is basically meaningless. You know, what I find with Christians all the time, I mean, all the time, is that they devalue God's purpose in their lives. We all compare ourselves to somebody else. Oh, if I was like so-and-so who's a, a Christian billionaire, or, or only if I was like such-and-such, uh, uh, who has 10,000, a 10,000-member 10, church, uh, if only I was like this person, or if only I was like that person. And sometimes it's a, it's a big, if only I was like this person, and sometimes it's a small thing. But you know what all of those things have in common is that we are devaluing our purpose before God. God has a purpose for your life. You were created by God for a purpose but the problem is, you may not know what your purpose is. The problem is, God may not tell you what your purpose is until later in your life. Um, you know, so we, we just don't know. God doesn't always communicate it. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he has a transitional purpose for us that leads to a, 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 a more uh, significant or central purpose for our lives. We don't know what his purpose is, but we do know that God has a purpose for every single one of his children. Every single one of you, God has a purpose for you. And God is determined to fulfill his purpose for you. There is nothing in your life 
that can derail you from God's purpose for your life. That's what, that's what David is saying here. He's saying, God will fulfill his purpose for me. Now, sometimes we can sidetrack ourselves, but in terms of all the stuff that happens, you know, nothing around COVID-19, uh, your job situation, your house situation, your relationships, none of that will derail God's purpose for your life. God intends to fulfill his purpose for you. The key thing for us is obviously we have to cooperate because a lot of times what we do is we derail our own purpose uh, or we defer our purpose by our lack of obedience. We can defer our purpose by not doing what God has told us to do, by not uh, living right in our key relationships. Uh, if I'm, you know, if I'm beating Karen, I guarantee you that's going to defer my purpose for me. Uh, I would never do that, by the way, because she beat me back. Uh, and, uh, and that would be, you know, I'd be coming in, my face all puffed up and everything. It's just, it just uh, wouldn't be a pretty sight. So uh, I, I know these things. Uh, not that I would ever even think of hitting my wife. Uh, killing her, maybe, but never hitting her. Uh, no, I didn't say that. Uh, sorry, that's really a bad joke. Uh, it's not a joke. Karen told me to stop joking about that or she'd kill me. So I, I need to quit. Anyway, uh, and I, now I feel like the guy who's digging a hole while he's in it. You know what they say, if you're digging a hole and you're in it, stop digging. Uh, so let's move on to our purpose. We can derail our purpose for ourselves, uh, but other people can't. My wife can't. Um, you know, My church can't. Nobody. It's between me and God because God has determined that my life has a purpose and he will fulfill his purpose for me. Therefore, I remain steadfast. When I know that all the stuff going on around me cannot, cannot prevent God's purpose from being fulfilled in my life, it gives me the courage to stay with God. In fact, it's even better than this because not only can the stuff happening in the world right now, let's say our present situation, not only can all of this stuff not uh, cause God's purpose not to be fulfilled, but further, God will use everything going on and everything that I'm going through to fulfill his purpose for me. So all the stuff that you're going through, and sometimes, okay, let's be real. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's miserable. There's a lot of things I've gone through my, my life for sometimes from some very long periods of time that I really didn't like. But at the end of it, I saw how God used it to fulfill his purpose for me. And I thought, wow, praise God. I have a God who loves me. I have a God who's in charge of my life. And we know this. We know this in, in David's situation. Even though the whole army was out to get him, he survived and he outlived Saul and he became king just as God had intended for him to become king. And Jesus descended from him and is on the throne of David. So all the stuff David went through could not derail God's purpose for his life. 
could not prevent that purpose from being fulfilled. Everything you are going through cannot prevent God's purpose for being fulfilled in your life so you can remain steadfast in the Lord. And that's what David says. You know, he goes down, you know, he says, My heart is steadfast, O Lord. My heart is steadfast. It's steadfast because he knows that God will fulfill his purpose. He has that confidence and that faith, and he's determined, so his heart is steadfast. But David doesn't stop there, and that's really what connects it in with our house of prayer. David then, with the understanding that God will fulfill his purpose for him, what does he do? He does not continue to focus on his circumstances. Okay? The first part of the psalm, he's like saying, Oh, my life is miserable. They're all around me. They're, they're sharpening their teeth. They're going to kill me. It's terrible. It's awful. I'm having a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day today. Now, he's really struggling. But he doesn't stay there. Notice, by the middle of the psalm, he's like, Oh, Lord, I praise you. I exalt you. I worship you. I honor you. Oh, your, your faithfulness extends all the way to the skies. Your steadfast love is all the way up to the heavens. And so he celebrates the goodness of God. He celebrates the glory of God. He spends time worshiping the Lord with his whole heart and his whole life. And as he worships the Lord... He grounds himself further in the reality of God's steadfast purpose, his purpose for his life that God will fulfill. He grounds himself in that reality of who God is and who God is for him, and that empowers his steadfastness. So he doesn't focus on what's wrong. He focuses on God. Notice he's not focusing on what's right either. You know, here's the temptation. A lot of times we'll talk to Christians and they'll say, oh, you know, look at the happy things. Uh, Just, you know, think of all the good things. Think of all the, the blessings you have. And that's okay. We should do that. But just looking at your blessings won't help you be steadfast. Just focusing on the good won't help you be steadfast. Focusing on God is what helps you be steadfast. Worshiping Him, surrendering your life to Him fully and freely is what empowers that steadfastness that's focused in on the fact that God will fulfill His purpose for you. And that's a promise. It's not only true of David, it's true of every single believer in Jesus. God will fulfill His purpose for you cooperate with him. Allow him to do that. And turn your heart to praise and worship him fully, wholeheartedly, as he deserves to be worshiped. Father God, thank you so much that we can rest in the confidence that you will fulfill your purpose in us, each of us, individually, and all of us corporately. Lord, help us to remain steadfast in that truth as we continue to worship you, as we continue to say, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. That's our heart's desire. That's the call of our life. That's why we have a house of prayer, 
so that we can worship you, honor you, and yes, seek you in prayer, but know that you have a purpose for us that you will fulfill, and so our hearts simply need to praise and worship. And so I pray that you'd empower us to do that now by your Holy Spirit, to your glory and praise. We love you and we exalt you and pray all of this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.